What is that mysterious ticking noise? Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny. I'm Marianne. And I'm Elizabeth. And today we're going to be talking about Potter for Dummies. Potter for Dummies. Potter. All right, so basically (laughs) this episode, Potter for Dummies, I know that name kind of sounds a little crazy, but this episode is for all the non-Harry Potter fans out there. Yeah. So if you are listening... To a Harry Potter podcast, (laughs) because you're not a fan of Harry Potter, you came to the right place. Maybe one of your closest family members or friends just sent this to you in your local group chat and was like, "Mm, you know, you need to take a listen and get yourself educated. This is like dummy proof. But if you are a fan of Harry Potter, welcome to your refresher course. Yeah. Yeah. What's exciting about this episode is we've got a special super secret guest. (laughs) Her name is... Alexis. Alexis. Hello. Hey. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. She's our friend and much like many of our hopeful listeners doesn't know much about Harry Potter. She knows. What do you know about Harry Potter? Uh, Nothing at all. (laughs) Besides, uh, you know, that uh, YouTube video that came out like 10 years ago. (laughs) Harry Potter Puppet Pals. (laughs) Okay. Fun fact. I am on a Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. I had what? not seen Harry Potter Puppet Pals. Excuse? Until two weeks ago. When, when Elizabeth- I mentioned it and Jenny was like, I've never seen that. <laughs> I was just so taken aback. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I memorized that whole thing. I had never heard it in my life. Whole Snape. Thing. I was a great Snape. Dumbledore. Severus. Snape. Snape. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Anyways. If. Any of you have not seen Harry Potter Puppet Pals, it is like circa like 2006, early YouTube. Prime YouTube, honestly. Prime YouTube. It was great. So just so everybody knows, Elizabeth and Marianne violently strapped me down to the computer chair and forced me to watch this. You think we're exaggerating. That's exactly how it went. (laughs) She really did try to leave that day. She was like, "Mm, no, I was was watching on my own. No, girl, sit down. It was after we recorded the Harry Potter episode. There was a lot of emotion. We had been here forever. I was just trying to get home at a regular hour. Excuses. And Marianne said... I don't care about you or your feelings. You're going to watch this. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I was happy. I liked it. It was good. That's so, all that's important. Alexis is super cool because she's going to give us a really cool perspective, but also she made our logo and yeah. we are forever thankful Woo-hoo. and we love her so much. Aww. Shout out. Yo. So if you like our logo, then you should go follow her on her account on the Insta of the Grams. Her name is Vargalart. I'll say that again. Vargalart. Yeah. <laughs> At V-A-R-G-A-L-A-R-T. And What's that spell? Vargalart. Woo! <laughs> I cheered in middle school. <laughs> you did? I was captain. What? Yeah. No way. I'm serious. You've this never is told really us just blowing before. my mind. You guys mind. didn't know this? No. Oh, my God. Our colors were royal blue and white. Yes. You're what? blowing our minds. I, there was a C on my uniform in eighth grade. I was How long have we known each other? Um, <laughs> what year is it now? Uh, <laughs> the year of our Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, I don't know. Okay. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah. So before we jump into the meat of this episode, like always, we're going to go <laughs> the over. The meat and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> we're from America. 
<laughs> so we're gonna go over our corrections from previous episodes. Mm. We're gonna throw it back to two episodes ago to our Ron episode. <laughs> Throwing it back. Throwing it back to Baytown. <laughs> of course, Jenny's happy. Duh. <laughs> Triggered, but with happiness. Triggered. All right. So the first one is not really a correction. It's more of a clarification. So during the Ron episode, we're briefly talking about that there is a wizard law that you can't create food out of nothing. Mm -hmm. That wizard law is called Gamp's Law of Elemental Transfiguration. It is. Yeah. Thank you to our fellow Ravenclaw friend, Adrian, for pointing that out. Yes. He did, you know, he did point it out. I love you, Adrian, if you're listening. I know that you listen to this. But I also did tell Alexis in our group chat. Yeah. She asked him, because Alexis is a lover of fine foods. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know anything about Harry Potter, but she does listen to our podcast. And she texted us. And she was like, well, why can't you just make food out of anything? So Aren't I, you wizards? I did. I, <laughs> I, had to, I had to stop the podcast while I was listening to text you guys about this horrible, horrible magic law <laughs> that I can't just make a cheeseburger appear. Anyways, the whole point was I did bring it up, but Adrian was like, you should probably tell people. So thank yeah, you. what it is. Both right. Ravenclaws. Yep. <laughs> okay, so our next correction was also in the Ron episode. Oh, man. Um, so I briefly mentioned that Hermione went home for the holidays in Chamber of Secrets, but she did not. That's mm. when the Polyjuice Potion finished and that's when you know hermione turning into a cat all happened Ugh. so i was in the wrong there Importante. can we open that can of worms again no no let me ask alexis go ahead a simple question yes you don't know anything about what's going on but could you tell a human hair from a cat hair oh yeah thank you that's all we <laughs> needed to know that's all we needed to know <laughs> rant over <laughs> all next right. one our last correction is from our hairy episode hey. and Man, I really don't know how we got this one wrong. How we... It was me, people. Jenny. I said it. It's okay. We all make mistakes. Everybody has those days. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we mentioned um, the successful fan <laughs> love in real life, and we talked about Matthew Lewis, but we called him Matthew Davis. Okay, but I have... A defense ready. Okay. I was, remember that I was talking about how Tom Felton would one day notice me. Yeah. So I was clearly like enamored. Oh my god. And I was very <laughs> flustered. And so I messed it up. Matt Davis is a real person, just not the guy who played yeah, Neville Longbottom. Yeah, not him. It is Matthew Lewis. That's who we were referring to. That is who we were referring to. <laughs> Sorry, all those Matt Davis fans that were like, what? He wasn't Harry Potter? He wasn't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god, there's an owl on the window ledge. Ah! <laughs> Our owl post is here. Hold on, he's he's pecking me for the canut. <laughs> the canut. Oh god. I'm sorry. I'm sure somebody will send that to us in the corrections. I don't know how much a daily profit costs. <laughs> I think it's a couple sickles. Who knows? No, it's a nut. Don't say that with certainty because then we're going to have to put it in the corrections tab. Okay. We don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Let's just say we don't know. <laughs> All right. So. Apple Post. <laughs> it's got a theme song now. Apple Post. Done. Da -da 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 -da. For the rest of the episodes. Dead. <laughs> All right. That was a hit track by Jenny featuring Mouth Sounds by Marianne. We're so sorry, everyone. Anyways, our Apple Post questions. Ooh, so we ooh. posted on our social media for 
fans and non-fans of Harry Potter to ask us some questions, and we got some great ones. So we're going to answer them really quick and get a little bit of Alexa's opinion on some of them. Oh, yeah. So our first question is from fancy underscore Andy 13. I like that she's fancy. Yeah. Her question is, who would you say is the most powerful wizard? Alexis. Alexis. Tell us. Okay. <laughs> Let me know, think about this. Do what? you know any wizards? I know the ones in Harry Potter <laughs> Puppet Pals. <laughs> oh, no. Good basis. So, We're starting off strong. Basing my <laughs> opinion off of that incredible YouTube video, <laughs> I am going to say oh, that so the most powerful wizard is Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why. Please don't correct me. <laughs> okay. He pipe bombed everybody. <laughs> and he was the last one left standing. Ooh, I don't remember that part of the video. I'm going to watch it again. Oh, Jenny. <laughs> Voldemort would be disappointed. <laughs> Probably. Now for the real answers. <laughs> Good. Okay. All right. So, go, Jenny. I just think it's fun. I'm not even gonna touch it. So, anyways, <laughs> I think the most powerful wizard in the series is Dumbledore. Yes. Yep. It's yes. Because Dumbledore. well, he yes, he has lots of magical abilities, but he's also super manipulative. Yeah. So I feel like yep. he's just power hungry. Like I'm. That's basically a storyline. He's yeah. really strong, like, socially yep. and yep. magically and all the things. He I agree. He could be, like, a politico. The yeah. other one, I was between Dumbledore and Harry Potter because Harry does, like, mm. I, the reason why I think so is because, again, you could conjure a Patronus charm at 13. That has to take some really, like, big. Yeah, but could he manipulate people? Yeah, but he was also, like, <laughs> on the Hogwarts acceptance list shady? since birth. So, I don't know. But I agree. Dumbledore was like main. I don't on my know list. if Elizabeth is making a face because her neck hurts, or if she's like mad at Marianne Dancer. No, no, no. As <laughs> usual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking. Um, and I forgot my train of thought. I'll probably get to it later. <laughs> I was thinking. I was just taking a think. Thinking's hard. It is. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so our, our next <laughs> question. Our next question is from who else? Raul, my husband. I was going to lie and say it was a different Raul, not your <laughs> husband. Our biggest stan out there. Oh, mm-mm. I think we have bigger stands. Well, That's true. Let's start maybe. a stand competition. Whoever wants to come out is our biggest stan. Let's go. <laughs> HB stan Twitter. <laughs> Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Anyway. All right. So his question is, what are some of the other professions other than being an auror and a professor? Pause. I, I love, yeah. Dude, a magi zoologist. Well, yeah, that's I was mad. True. I was mad that he was like, professor or a magi yeah. zoologist. He should know that already. He that's should true. know that already. Maybe he wants some like more obscure jobs. There are like these really cool obscure jobs. Hit Wizard is, for those of you who... <laughs> Explain have been please. listening to me every time I say R instead of saying R I'm say hit wizard because I can't say R except that now you can yes because I <laughs> practice
a lot. But a hit wizard is actually very different from an R, which is really cool. So an R is more like a detective and they like investigate while as a hit wizard is kind of sent in and oh. used like for combat. Wait, so that's an actual separate job? Yes, guys. Hit wizard? Whoa. Yes, it's a, yes. Where it's did a, you find that? I found this on Pottermore. I was looking at the Pottermore page today. I didn't see hit wizard. Girl, you got to look deep enough. I think Marianne's lying. I'm not lying. I'm there, sure there's other places I to back it up, up as the well. Hit wizard. No, it's a real thing. Oh, I thought you man. knew this was a real thing. No, I thought I made it up. No, it's a real thing. This keeps happening. Yes. <laughs> there's also other really cool jobs. I mean, I, I think if you've played like um, Wizards Unite or you might have heard it while reading the books, um, there's you the Unspeakables. Yeah, you oh. might have heard it while reading the books. Audiobooks exist, Jenny. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just saying. I heard it in my mind. You heard it in my mind. Palace. But, but my mind, <laughs> Palace. Uh-uh. We're tri fandom here. Anyways. <laughs> What's the third one? SpongeBob. Duh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> SpongeBob's amazing, you guys. Guys, get into it. Head over to my new podcast. A1. Alexis agrees. It's I'm called joining. The Pineapple Under the Sea. <laughs> just me and alexis talking about spongebob yep macaroni and cheese we can talk for hours we could <laughs> anyways. anyways so for those of you who do not know what unspeakables are unspeakables are those who work at the department of mysteries and no one really knows what they do but we know that they're really cool and hardcore what is in the job description for a job opening in the unspeakables department can they even post it? I have no idea. Do they just you're pick really people? good at keeping secrets. <laughs> yeah. Do they then. just pick people and they're like, you're an unspeakable now? <laughs> I think so. But like, does an unspeakable find out another <gasps> speakable? Or? Do you think it's the mafia? Maybe. Ooh. It's the magic wizard mafia. mafia. <laughs> That's where all the hit wizards go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Other professions. Other really go- cool ones. So we got the wizard gamut. Which is kind of like the parliament of the Ministry of Magic, which I think that's really cool. Um, then we got the St. Mungo's. Is it St. Mungo's or St. Mungo's? St. Mungo's. Mungo's? Bro. Girl, are you, re- are you really surprised? I no. can't pronunciate things. <laughs> pronunciate? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Pronounce. Exactly. <laughs> Guys. Teaching the future leaders of America. You're welcome. I mean, I'm not teaching the future leaders of America. But thank you so much for having Maybe so much you fun. are. I hope none of your students listen to this. <laughs> if, you, if you are a Marianne student and you want to be a future leader of America, prove her wrong. Do it. Honestly, I'd be so proud. <laughs> Anyways, there's also the St. Mungo's Welcome Witch, the Supreme Mugwump, who's basically the in charge of International Confederation of Wizards. Uh, Curse Breaker, which is what Bill Weasley is. Mad Eye Wizards, the whole ten yards. So it's really cool and fascinating. Basically, the whole ten yards. Yeah, <laughs> basically anything that you can find in the real world, quote unquote Muggle world, you can find it in the Wizarding world. They just put the name Wizard in it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next question is from Jojo Bean. Jojo Bean. I. Love Jojo Bean. She's so great. She sends us messages. So supportive. I love her. Anyways, so her question is kind of going off of Raul's question, and she didn't even know that. Yeah. Is what would your wizard profession be? Well, Jenny, I have no idea. You, what I'm gonna let you take a guess. Go. Jenny, um <laughs> hit wizard. <laughs> You're right. 
I have an insatiable need to kill wizards. Yeah. I would be a magi zoologist. Duh. Probably specializing in a rumpets because they closely Ooh. mimic rhinos. Yeah. And uh, that's my shtick. Yeah. I'd see that. I'd see that. I thought I was going to have more to say, but I guess that's it. Yeah. Marianne? Uh, you know, I thought about this real hard. Uh, I think I would be... I'm somewhere between a professor, Flitwick kind of professor, where it's I'm teaching charms, but I'm also leading the frog choir. Oh. That, or I would be kind of like a professor, an intern professor where I'll be out in the field, and then I would come back and teach for a year, kind of like what Remus Lupin does or what Mad-Eye Moody was supposed to do, kind of something like that. Hmm. Oh, okay. What, right. what would be your outside job? I would love to be a curse breaker i think that'd be super cool something yeah. or like something with like alchemy yeah i would something probably like that. work with charlie doing stuff with dragons yeah you i could totally see you doing that every time it For came sure. up in the book all, all two times yes all two times <laughs> i don't know that it was actually two times it's not making it onto the correction step <laughs> <laughs> all right um i actually don't know what my job would be like whoa my my job doesn't translate to the wizarding world. That's true. But I I, I, I I almost wish that mine didn't because I feel like it was such an easy answer. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. I think if I had to pick something, I probably would be a Hogwarts professor because really? I actually do of really what? enjoy teaching. Um, I honestly would probably either do transfiguration or mm-hmm. potions. I could see you doing transfiguration yeah. for sure, McGonagall. Oh, you would totally be a cool McGonagall. Yeah, thanks. One hundred. Mm-hmm. 100 I agree 100 <laughs> 100 <laughs> okay I would I would just say yeah if we're talking about professors I would 100% be Professor Trelawney oh for sure oh I'd yeah be up in that room oh my gosh oh yeah I'd be yes. like read your tea leaves kids <laughs> you're all dying I'm dead okay so <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> our <laughs> next question is from Amelia Daisy Grace hey and I'm basically paraphrasing her question because she kind of like beautifully rambled (laughs) i liked it i liked it but anyway she was kind of asking um can prefects deduct house points and dole out punishments so the reason why she was asking is because in the earlier books like book one and book two percy threatens to like take points away from gryffindor specifically book two yeah Mm -hmm. give people detention but then in um order of the phoenix uh draco's what, yeah. what was it, Jenny? That, He's like, part of the Inquisitorial Squad. Yeah. So, all right. There's a lot of parts to this question. Okay, go. First, there is uh, some theories floating around on the interwebs that I tracked down for you. Gotta Had to use my Googling skills, really, to get through this. So here's what's interesting. This question was actually asked so much that later editions of the books were actually changed. <gasps> so in the original edition of Harry Potter and Order of the Phoenix, we have uh, a certain, uh, what? what shall we call it, conversation that occurred. I, I know. The looks that you're giving me, I know. So let me actually read it for you. So in the first edition, Percy says, uh, five points from Gryffindor, Percy said tersely, fingering his prefect badge, and I hope it teaches you a lesson. No more detective work or all right to mom. So that's like the original thing that people are like, okay, so clearly they can deduct points. Then later on, something happens with Malfoy, and uh, he said, Afraid I'm going to have to dock a few points from Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, he drawled. It's only teachers who can dock points from houses, Malfoy, said Ernie at once. He said, Yeah, we're prefects too, remember, snarled Ron? <laughs> Juan. 
<laughs> I know prefects can't dock points, Weasel King, sneered Malfoy. Crab and Goyle sniggered. But members of the Inquisitorial Squad. And so, obviously, there was some stuff there. So, then yeah. it was later changed. So, that it says, Ernie said, you can't take points from fellow prefects. So, there was a little oh. bit of confusion. They can take points, I guess, from other houses. But they cannot take points from other prefects. But there's also some theories that state you can take points from your own house. You cannot take points from other houses. Which is a little bit weird. So that's another theory. But yeah. I just find it so interesting there's, that that was actually changed. My mind is yeah. blown. Yeah. That actually and makes so, me so sad because yeah. I was this close. I traveled to London like a year ago. And I have one of the, like the older uh, prince of Goblet of Fire. And I was between buying the Goblet of Fire or the Order of Phoenix. Ooh. And I could have... I could have had the Order of the Phoenix and we could have actually looked at it. That would have been so cool to have. I think I might have the the old version of Order of the Phoenix because I have the the first Order of the Phoenix that was published in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I got got it like... I have both. Opening day. I have like the the earlier editions from like when I first read the books, but I also just bought a really like a pretty set that they redid all of the um, artwork. mm -hmm. Artwork, yeah. And uh, so that is a later later edition of the book. Okay. I'm going to go take a pause, learn how to talk, and I'll come back. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I forgot to mention yes. uh, that because Draco is in the Inquisitorial Squad, some people theorize that he can take points away from other houses because Umbridge gave them that power. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a lot of parts to that question. Wow. Thank you for answering it. I super like doing the research. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, so our next question, and I think this is directed at you, Jenny, hey. from Pixie Potterhead. What's up, girl? She quite literally <laughs> asked when is my husband Sirius gonna get an episode yeah she asked that and I love it because I love Sirius but I would actually respectfully ask her to stop calling him her husband like to me because <laughs> I think it's just like you know I feel like we're just gonna have to agree oh to gosh. disagree there but oh, I'll accept man. it I'll accept it you can share Sirius uh, we do not have a <clears throat> okay Marianne <laughs> settle down so we do not have uh, a concrete date that we have all agreed on. We have to have a meeting. But he's definitely coming up he soon. He is coming up. I would hope, maybe, I'm going to suggest this for the first time ever live okay. on the air, that we do it at some point in November because it's my birthday month. And what better yeah, present maybe. than to talk about Bay City? I think he was Bay City. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And then I think I changed him later in the episode to Bay State. That's true. Yes, that is true. Who knows? You can't keep track of your bays, Jenny. Your bay yeah, spectrum. I, I can't even keep track of my bays. <laughs> it's fine. I actually listened to that episode, and I, I actually I had a concrete list going, and I already forgot it. <laughs> okay, so our last question is from Ariana Dietrich, 27. Hey, also love her. What's up, girl? Hey. hey. So her question is, why wasn't the Horcrux and Harry destroyed when he was bit by the basilisk. Let me hit you with the quote. Wait, hold up. Alexis. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this Give question us. probably makes no sense to you, but take a gander. We want to know. Take a stab. That was the pun, Elizabeth. Take a stab. Oh. It was right there for you. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Ariana. <laughs> Your question makes no sense to me, so I'm going to dis- dissect this real quick. Uh, let's start with what a basilisk is. Oh, thank you. A basilisk is, in my humble opinion, uh, 
you know Pokemon. <laughs> you know, you know Growlithe. <laughs> I picture Growlithe, but on fire. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm seeing a basilisk as uh, right now. Uh, why didn't it destroy the Horcrux in Harry when it bit him? Correct. Yes. yes. Well, Ariana, because <laughs> it was inside Harry. The basilisk's teeth did not reach. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you were almost there, really. Oh, for real? Yeah. No, no, yeah, no <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shall so, I read the quote? <laughs> yes. First, let's clarify a few things for Alexis here. <laughs> a basilisk is basically a giant snake. Yeah. <laughs> so not not not, a, not a, like a dog on oh, fire. Oh man. <laughs> a little off. How embarrassing. <laughs> that was expected. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> so when he bit him, it was the fang. Yeah. And all right. So the theory of why the Horcrux wasn't. Is that a theory? It's, it's JK, fact. Yeah. It's fact. Thanks, Thanks JK. JKR. She uh, answered this question. So I'm gonna read you the quote. JKR said, I have been asked that a lot. Harry was exceptionally fortunate in that he had Fox. So before he could be destroyed without repair, which is what is necessary to destroy a Horcrux, he was mended. However, I made sure that Fox wasn't around the second time a Horcrux got stabbed by a Basilisk Fang. So the poison did its work and it was irreparable within a short period of time. I established early in the book, Hermione says that you destroy a Horcrux by using something so powerful that there's no remedy. But she does say there is a remedy for basilisk poison, but of course it has to be administered immediately, and when they stab the cup later, boy, I'm really blowing this for anyone who hasn't finished the book, there's Fox, is my answer. And thank uh, you for giving me a chance to say that because people have argued that quite a lot. End quote. Uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you, J.K. Rowling, for writing into our podcast to answer that. That was super nice of you. Yeah. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. And that's the end of Owl Post. Oh, do the sounds. It's flying away. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It was a snowy owl, just like Hedwig. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we're going to move into some questions for Alexis. Have you seen all the Harry Potter movies? I have not. What? Wrong answer in this That is the easiest thing to do. There's like a Harry Potter weekend every month. Hey, hey, we're not judging. Which no, we're slightly judging. <laughs> I haven't seen Goblet of Fire. That's okay. Okay. I haven't seen Half Blood Prince. Oh, we don't need to watch Half Blood Prince. It's you fine. can miss it. No. Okay. I'm gonna get mad. No. We are not gonna have this argument again. You just she said we were not it. judging. <laughs> she will watch it. And it I haven't movie. seen Deathly Hollows Part One, but I did watch Part Two, so I, you can imagine my confusion. I hate people yeah. that do that. You have to watch all the parts. I just How go when somebody buys me a ticket. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I kind of buy you a few. all the tickets. Okay? I have all the DVDs in my car. We can sit you down for two days. I've been meaning to actually watch. Oh my god! All really? Come to my house. I have the pod- <laughs> I have the podcast. I have the DVDs. Okay. So do I. Um, yeah. So okay. So there's no excuse. Those are the only the all the only ones that you have not seen. Yes. All right, Alexis. Do you know what house you are in? I uh, recently took the Pottermore quiz. What? what? I didn't force you. <laughs> she did. <laughs> no, she didn't. 
<laughs> I I am a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. We got a puff on them. Yes. Puff, yeah. Oh my God, puffs. Puffs. Oh, you're going to watch puffs. Okay. Yeah, Marianne's been telling me yes. for yeah. a very long time. Oh, it's so good. It's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I guess I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> okay, I guess. Guess. it looks good. It looks good, actually. Hufflepuff or no. puffs? puffs? Puffs. Oh, oh and Hufflepuff is good too. <laughs> no, no, I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Did you read the description that they gave you on Pottermore about Hufflepuff? I read the whole thing. Good Did you job. remember it? Did I what? Did you remember it? No. <laughs> okay, well, my next question was going to be Did you think that you were suited for that house? Okay, well, I, I know like the general idea. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I when I was taking the quiz, I knew I was going to be either a Hufflepuff or a Ravenclaw. Hey, what's up, girl? Yeah. I wasn't sure which one it was going to be. I was taking it, and that's my sister. <laughs> and she's like, you're such a Hufflepuff. I thought you were such and a she Ravenclaw. Was right. I really did. She's yeah. a Hufflepuff with a Ravenclaw rising. Yeah, definitely. I sure. always knew she was going to be a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Okay, I'm just Hermione, say that. just pipe down over there. Sorry. But, I mean, it, it, the, the signs were there. The You're, signs were there. I mean, you just recently talked about cheeseburgers earlier in the podcast. That's a very puff thing to say. Yeah. When? And, well, I, I said it. She literally just talked about cheeseburgers. Oh, I wasn't listening, saying, I guess. <laughs> we were talking about Gam's Law of Transfiguration. Oh, that's Elemental right. You're right. You're right. I remember that part. I yeah. was paying attention. The <laughs> first time I took the quiz, I got Gryffindor. And what? I thought wow. that was so wrong. I thought it was wrong, I really too. don't. I am not a brave human being. I will uh, <laughs> run from little things. Do you know what my favorite part about you being a Hufflepuff is? What? Everybody has, like, every house has a common room mm -hmm. where those students go mm -hmm. before they enter, like, their dormitories or whatever. And the Hufflepuff common room is right by the kitchens. Uh, yeah. And you are like the hungriest person <laughs> I've ever met. Literally. Yeah. And I just it's, it's so perfect. It was very fitting. I, I read yeah. the description of the common room yeah. recently. Right there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> I couldn't have picked a better house. You were with your or people. I couldn't have been bestowed a better house. <laughs> bestowed. Oh, like that. That's a big fancy word. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so of the three uh, protagonists, we call them the golden trio here. Mm -hmm. We're trying to remember that. Which one is your favorite? Do you know who they are? Yes. Can you name them? Uh, yes. What are their <laughs> names? Uh, so Harry Potter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number one, I assume. <laughs> yes. Hermione Granger. Yes. Ooh, okay, we got, we got last names. And Ron Weasley. Oh, Yay. you're so good. Okay, all right, so, so who's your favorite? I... <laughs> I'm gonna say Ron. Yes, because I thought you would. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the movies, but based on the episodes I've listened, I feel like I can relate to his character the most mm -hmm. out of the three. Is it because he eats all the time? Um, he eats all the time. He's terrified of spiders. Yeah, you really mm -hmm. are I just, Ron. I feel like I I get the guy. Oh my god, I have a huge thing for you now. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for answering those questions. All right, Alexis, thank you for answering those questions. Thanks. Now you get to ask us all the burning questions you have about Harry Potter. The best Potter. part of this episode. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Why does Harry Potter have a scar on his forehead? Now, that is such a complicated question. I'm going to take you Multifaceted. back. Multifaceted. Yep. I'm going to take you back to Halloween circa the 90s. Don't kill me. I don't know what year. I think it's like 1980s. Is it the 80s? It's the 80s. Oh, okay. Corrections tab. <laughs> I said that it was the 90s, but uh, it was really the 80s. There's a dude. His name's Voldemort. 
You know him. I know him. You thought he was the most yeah. powerful <laughs> wizard. I still believe he is. Uh, <laughs> We're going to prove you wrong. Yep. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, even, you know what? Back before Halloween, actually, there was a pub. There's a crazy lady who makes uh, predictions, prophecies, okay. shall yes. we say. Yeah. She prophesizes <laughs> that there's going to be a kid. Can I read the prophecy? Yes, I you can it. because I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she is telling this crazy lady is actually a professor, professor. at Hogwarts. Um, and she is, when she gets like a prophecy, she kind of goes like all crazy. And she goes like this crazy voice. It's oh, not that, stop but it. it's pretty bad. Stop it with the accents. <laughs> that wasn't Sorry, accent. UK fans. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so she's telling this to Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Which is very important because this is how he starts manipulating everything. Oh my God, stop it. There's a huge bias on the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so the, <laughs> the prophecy, I will not do her accent. Oh, I was going to ask you to. No, I won't. Okay. So the prophecy basically says, the one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches born to those who have thrice defied him born as the seventh month dies and the dark lord will mark him as his equal but he will have the power the dark lord knows not and either must die at the hand of the other for neither can live while the other survives the one with the power to vanquish the dark lord will be born as the seventh month dies the end and that's the prophecy. Prophesized. Anyways, uh, there's this dude. His name is Severus Snape. You might have heard of him. He's got really greasy hair and a hooked yeah. nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty evil. Yeah. Anyways, he hears part of this prophecy like an idiot. He gets caught, gets thrown out of the bar. He goes back to Lord Voldy. That's what I call him. And uh, he tells him this prophecy, this half prophecy. Voldemort's like, oh, you know what? Must be those Potter people. Flash forward to Halloween. He's walking in, sees the Potter house because somebody else betrayed their friends and told him where it was. But that's for another time. Anyways, he <laughs> walks into the house. Boom. Kills Harry's dad. Haha, You're dead. Yeah. Boom. Oh. Goes upstairs. Harry's in the crib. He's like, oh, God, Lord Voldemort's coming. What's happening? Lily, his mom, is in the room. She's like, don't kill my son, you. And she's like, take me instead. He's like, no, you didn't listen to the prophecy. I need the boy. He's like, you don't have to die. Voldemort's very rational. He's, he's very like, listen, he's like, I'm not, I, I have to kill you, but I'm not really wanting to kill you. Yeah, he was like, I already killed your husband. I feel kind of bad. I'm feeling kind of put out. I just, Widow's son. I just need to kill your son. Give him up. She's like, I don't think that you know how this works, Voldy. Jumps in front of him. She's like, not my kid. So he ends up killing her. Okay. Because she's clearly being a pain in the butt. And uh, so in that moment, strong ancient magic happens. It's now protecting Harold. And so. Uh, and that magic is, is love. love. Yes. Yeah, I know. What a it's, surprise. Are you serious? I, yeah, you no, we're completely serious. You don't even have to read the to find that one out. So anyways. <laughs> so now Harry is protected by love. That comes in handy a lot. And uh, so then Voldemort. You, who you think is the most powerful wizard, is literally standing in this room looking at a defenseless child. And he's like, I'm going to kill it. <laughs> yeah. And then he doesn't. He but... does the spell. It rebounds off Harry, and it leaves a scar on his forehead, and that's why he has the scar. Okay. Yes. Now, I dug a little deeper for you. Okay. 
Thank why you. is it a lightning scar you know like like what is that shape a lot of people have been like oh like maybe it's the wand movement of the yeah spell, that's like a know? huge theory it's like a huge theory uh they asked the author why it was a lightning scar and uh i love her quote can yeah, i read it yes you can oh it's <laughs> so great so obviously someone asked jk rowling why is a scar on harry's forehead lightning shaped now, all of us all these years thought it was some complicated theory, as Jenny was talking about. This is her beautiful answer. To be honest, because it's a cool shape. I couldn't have my hero sport a donut-shaped scar. <laughs> That's, That's not what I expected. Yeah, I know. Yes. Although a donut-shaped scar would have been dope. I knew that you were going to say that. I <laughs> of knew course. that you were going to say that. Yeah. I, it's Are a donut. Kidding? He doesn't want a donut. Yeah. I would like a donut-shaped scar. <laughs> We can work on it. But um, I thought Snape was a good dude. Am I wrong? Uh, that's a huge debate. He's a you're complex. Gonna, you don't have to. Answer answer let's just pause it. We're gonna. You're gonna have to listen to our podcast. Yeah. There's an episode coming about yeah. that. Cool. We're yeah. We're gonna educate you. Yeah. Let's just say really quickly, both. He's uh, an anti-hero. Um, I have a lot of feelings about it. He is an anti-hero. We'll go into it. Marianne in also has episode. a lot of feelings about yeah. it. In our next episode? Not next. In eight oh, episode. Oh, in eight episode. I was yeah. like, what? Eventually. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So are you satisfied with our answer? Yes. Thank right. you. Would you like to move on to your next question? Sure. My next question is, how do you get selected to attend Hogwarts? What are the qualifications? Magic. Well, okay. There's specific... <laughs> There's specific qualifications, too, because Hogwarts, yes, you need magic, but you also need to live in the UK. So there's, depending on your area, if you have magic, you go to that certain school. So in America, we have Ilvermorny. Mm -hmm. The UK has Hogwarts. France has Bobatons. Um, Bobatons. Bobatons. I can't have my um Durmstrang is actually like one of the like longest reaching it's kind of like all a lot of eastern europe yeah. but yeah there's like different schools depending on your magical ability and your actual location but so hogwarts is the best but hogwarts is like <laughs> the bomb diggity but how would like how would they know because magic. your magic ability it's like it runs your family so there's a or... magical uh like a book and a pen it's called the quill of acceptance and the book of admittance yeah. And it basically writes down the student's name that will be accepted. Harry's been down in the book since birth. Which is crazy. That's Yeah, it's crazy. I thought that was normal. No, it's not common. Or not since birth. Because it has to be where the first sign of magical ability happens. I did not know that. Yeah. You're welcome. The We're first sign of magical you. ability. So, so there's Neville wasn't didn't have. Oh, Neville was showing signs since he was a baby, but nobody was paying attention. Oh, OK. Yep. I'm learning so many. New Neville things is another you, student that attends Hogwarts and uh, they like threw him out a window to see if he was magical. And then yeah. he bounced down the street on yeah. his bottom. Yeah. Well, I don't think that they threw him. Actually, I think it was his uncle like dropped him because he was reaching for something or somebody came into the room he with threw something. Him. But my theory is that he was like, this kid's useless. Boom, out the window. I'm gathering the parents in Harry Potter aren't the best. Well, Except okay. Except Potter. She did lots of stuff. Also, know? the Longbottoms at this point, they had the Cruciatus Curse, which is basically they were tortured until like their minds weren't there and they were in the hospital. Like he was raised by his grandma. So and don't blame the parents. And uncles. Yeah, don't blame the parents in that certain scenario. But yeah, some of them are a little. And the parents are pretty loose. They're loosey. Yeah, they're a little. Some of them are a little loosey goosey. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's magic, you know. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so basically, you just need to be magical. Pretty Not. much. Okay. 
It doesn't it doesn't depend on like your family either. So you can yeah. be in a magical family or a muggle family. Muggles are people who are not magical. Yeah, no, in America we call them <laughs> we call them nomadges. Nomadges or okay. can spells. Ugh, yeah, but we're gonna call them muggles. We're calling them muggles. Okay. I know what that is. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So educated. Wow, don't belittle me. <laughs> I'm not be- that was I was legitimately proud of you. Yeah. Well, now I feel belittled by you thinking that I've belittled you. No, no, no. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Since magic is a secret, I, I would assume, mm-hmm. right, in the in the world, to the outside world, how do the kids attend Hogwarts or any other school without people they once knew noticing that they just disappeared? I mean, they don't just disappear either. I, I kind of think of it in the sense that, like, if you started public school, uh, public school and private school, uh, we in America have elementary, middle, and high school. That's our kind of like terminology. UK, if you're from the UK, you have like primary school, secondary school, higher education kind of deal. But for us, like it would be kind of like elementary and middle school, you did public school, and then all of a sudden for high school, you went to private school. So it's not necessarily disappearing. It would just be like, oh, they're off to a very special, cool boarding school that you might not heard of because it's a little bit more private. And then they would be back in the summer holidays. So if they did have like muggle friends in the neighborhood. Yeah. Or there's a lot of like wizarding families that live like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So like usually if you come from like a long wizarding line of families, they created their own little town so Mm -hmm. they could all like use magic freely, be themselves. It's usually more of an issue for like the Muggleborns who went to Muggle school Mm -hmm. and then like all of a sudden are gone for nine months out of the year. Yeah. Which I think like is not really an issue, at least for the UK, because boarding schools Mm -hmm. are more normal. Yeah, they're popular. They're not really a thing here in America. So I don't know what american kids did and also yeah i mean they are a thing here yeah i mean like they just not, like up in like the northeast and stuff like that you it's just totally not like super As popular yeah. like if one of my friends here in florida told me hey i'm going to a boarding school i'd be like what what you're yeah. going to military school that's yeah. what i would say <laughs> what did you do yeah <laughs> it's like a punishment yeah <laughs> but i have like my own question what do you think like like how how would wizards explain kids disappearing now with like the the internet they can't like say a fake school name because people can just like search it up and be like oh that's not a real school that's interesting i feel like there would be a magical remedy to that there'd be some sort of spell there were like a magical website yeah a magical website i mean they do have magical people posted in like muggle jobs yeah for the muggle kids who get letters from hogwarts like i mean muggle people can't be handing those letters out so Mm -hmm. they have a wizard that does it so mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they would just have trained Ministry of Magic operatives yeah. at the ready to help you out. Yeah, to I lie think to so. muggles. Thanks. Yeah, I also wanted to address magic a secret question mark that yeah. you asked us. Uh, yes. yes, it is. It is. Uh, it's known to uh, us, magical people, as the International Statute of Secrecy. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just keeps the magical world secret. They even have whole departments like something yeah. happens in front of a muggle like somebody used magic or needed to or whatever they have people that come out and like erase their memory of that happening. obliviators that's yeah. a job another i saw that in fantastic beasts yeah look yeah. at you i'm so proud of you wow you're remembering things well look, i remembered oh. that yeah <laughs> but still it's like applying your knowledge it's yeah. good but yeah so uh some people are pro statute of secrecy mm-hmm. some people aren't they're like you know what let's just take over the world here yeah so, uh, we'll get more to that near i think you have an, a question about fantastic beasts well we can yeah, they, they, i think we're yes. gonna get there yeah we are we are yeah. great go ahead all right 
My next question. How does the sorting hat decide which house to place you in? And I'm asking because uh, I believe that they are sorted very young. Mm-hmm. Yes, they 11 are 11 years old. Yep. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't your traits change as you get older like when i was 11 i was stupid you know i don't know if i would would have been placed in a different house at that age and now at this age i feel differently it's a good question yeah it's been addressed in the books kind of yeah it's been so brought up. um in general so the sorting hat like everything in the wizarding world has a very powerful enchantment placed on it it's like very ancient because the sorting hat has been around basically since, since hogwarts was around the founding of hogwarts it was godric gryffindor's hat yeah go he godric gryffindor it. whatever okay back when they used to wear those cool hats the wizards <laughs> cool wi- they're supposed to he's got to go get it in his first year they just cut yeah. it out of the movies yeah he's supposed to wear it yeah anyways um so basically the whole point of the sorting hat is when you place it on your head um it's supposed to read your innermost um, thoughts and like being of yourself so it might read something about yourself that you don't even know yet and it might be something that comes out in the future but it's analyzing your mind and your soul that far deep that it knows where in general you should be better placed mm-hmm. and i mean like it's not perfect there are times where like the sorting hat can't figure out like what house you belong in and those are hat stalls um or sometimes like he's like wow it's a really big toss-up you're kind of in between these two houses and sometimes you can choose and that's what harry potter ended up doing the hat was basically like hey you're kind of slytherin i think you'd be good there but gryffindor you're brave and then harry just goes not slytherin not slytherin and then yeah he was placed in gryffindor i did not know that yeah i would say wouldn't it be really cool if there was a hat stall and you would be like in between like two houses and the hat was just like looking into your future and like seeing like your different paths like depending on which house you took i don't know i think about that like when you're looking like when when you were talking about how he would look like deep into your soul i'm giving him a pronoun i'm i don't know they the hat. <laughs> i don't want to assume gender on the hat but what if the they were like assumed a gender for us that's true um what would what if they were like to look deep into your soul and they would be able to see like into the future that depending on what house you would take i don't know i kind of that thought like popped in popped into my head that'd be like really cool thank you for sharing <laughs> i don't know i mean it's also been brought up in the books like dumbledore he's asking sometimes like oh like i wonder if we sort too young mm-hmm. but then it's like well what are you gonna do have like an exploratory major your first couple years <laughs> check out all the different houses sample them see how you feel mm-hmm. and yeah. then you pick like you know i think it's fine yeah and i think it also goes to to that they need a way to separate the kids in some way so there's probably not one big dormitory with all the children also that'd be really like a big hazard in my opinion as a teacher just keep just keep all the kids in the same like dormitory (laughs) but um that's probably just an easy way to sort them in all their different places too so yeah yeah agreed that makes sense. And also, uh, when I went to California a few years back, I went to this museum. I don't mm. remember what it was, but they had Harry Potter stuff. I walked Dope. in, and there was a chair in the middle of the room, and they had a sorting hat. So there was, like, a line, and you sit on the chair, and they put the hat on you, and then the voiceover on the PA tells you what house you're in. Interesting. I Did got Gryffindor. What? I don't get it. 
Whoa. I think it's assuming your house. Like I like almost assumed assume the gender of the hat. It was assuming your house. We're in 2019. We're in 2019. When will they learn? <laughs> Don't assume my Hogwarts house, okay? It's pretty rude if you ask me. All right, my next question is about the most powerful wizard <laughs> in the Harry oh Potter universe. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I can feel them getting angry with me. <laughs> I can feel that. <laughs> All right. My question is, it's pretty uh, basic, I guess. Uh, what is what is Voldemort? Like, uh, <laughs> what well, is Voldemort? What is he? Is he human? Why does he not have a nose? All right. What happened to this I'm gonna, thing? I'm going to start here. First of all, I would like to circle back to when you thought he was the most powerful wizard. <laughs> because, no, I mean, he was he was powerful. He did terrible great. Terrible things. He was great. Terrible. But he was but, but great. great. <laughs> so uh, I just laugh because, I mean, this man clearly had so much power. He had built a following. He had so many other magical creatures and things behind him. But he just couldn't really kill this one boy. <laughs> it took him seven books to fail. So I just, hmm. it makes me laugh. Yeah. Because was he powerful? I mean, yes. But he never achieved his goals. So... Yes. Technically a failure. So Anyways. <laughs> basically Voldemort is human. Yes. Um his actual name is Tom Marvolo Riddle. Which, you know, that's what it is in English. But in the French copy of the books, they had to make part of his name Elvis so that they could rearrange the letters to spell Lord Voldemort. I like it. Elvis. <laughs> that's amazing. Nice Elvis. fun fact. But yeah, You're welcome, he, everybody. Uh he is human. He went to Hogwarts like everyone else. Um he is actually a long descendant heir of Slytherin. One of the houses. One of the houses, the what everyone calls snake like, stuff. Yeah, the snake stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He can talk to snakes. Um, and that's why Harry can talk to snakes. But we'll get there. That's complicated. That's complicated. Um, but yeah, he he's a human, he's a regular dude, but he He's a regular dude. <laughs> he was a regular dude, but he always wanted more. <laughs> He was never a regular no. dude. He was like a creepy little kid. Yeah. <laughs> he was like the creepy kid. Yeah. 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 You know those kids where you're like, that's a danger. I'm going to stay away. That was Voldemort. I yeah, know. for sure. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, he basically always wanted power and he always wanted to live forever. Like, that's his thing. He always wants to have eternal life. So <laughs> he decided to go into this really, really dark, ancient magic which is called um, creating a horcrux. And basically what that is, is you split your soul. Um, and the way you do that is by killing someone. And with your split soul, you can put it into an object, into a person, into an animal. And um, if you die, you can do like a ceremony or a ritual to bring that split soul to help you like come back to life. That's what happens in the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Should have watched it. Ooh, you I missed, missed an lot. important plot point. <laughs> yes, you you really did. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big one. Um, So the theory that he doesn't have a nose is because so everyone only knows or thinks that you can only split your soul once. And that's like all the human body can handle. He did six times. Yeah. So basically, the theory is he just well, did it so much. Six he was knowingly. Six yes, knowingly. knowingly. There was an extra he didn't know about, so technically seven. Yes. Okay. Dude's yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically, he probably doesn't look human because so much of the human aspect of him has been ripped out of his body. So it's just changed his appearance so much that yeah. 
I mean, in the books, he's actually, he looks way more evil in the books than he does in the movies. Like, he has, like, yeah. red eyes, like, yeah. tiny, tiny little slits for a nose. Like, yeah. it's just, it's very creepy. But he's I will morphed. say, in the movies, when he was a student at Hogwarts, like, in the Chamber of Secrets, dude was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Which is really upsetting. Yeah, it's really upsetting. <laughs> Why did you do that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching it. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be down for the dark arts. <laughs> I wouldn't. He's he's reminding me a lot of uh, Palpatine from Star Wars, but this is not Star Wars. But it's it yeah. when you were talking yeah, about it, it, it kind of I don't like know what that is. But rang I'm a bell. Gonna, yeah. yeah. You don't. You don't watch Star Wars, Daddy? I've never seen any of the Star Wars oh movies. Oh my We've Lord. had this conversation. I know everybody gets wow. really upset. I did see one once. It came out Someone like once. recently, like I don't in 2016 or something. I don't know. Oh, but then, the one with Daisy Ridley. Yeah, that's I watched not, it. There's two of them. It was good. The first one. Got it. I don't know what that is, but I liked it. That's it. You need to watch the other ones. Back to Harry Potter. <laughs> but yes, very uh, similar to so Puppetine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever that is. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's similar. Sure. Well. Sure it is. <laughs> thank you. Actually, that cleared up a lot. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I, I kind of knew what a horcrux was, but not really. It literally and splits the, the soul. Okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know that it's part. bad stuff. Don't okay. do it. Yeah. Okay. Don't try that at home. It's really deep in that not. sense. Like, dang, you're splitting your soul. Magic yeah. is pretty deep. It is. You I know? like it. It gets in there to the yeah. real emotions down. I like down it a lot. Yeah. The politics. <laughs> the politics of it all. <laughs> so my my next question. Oh, man. This is difficult for you. Well, I, I wanted to say that when I was writing these questions for you guys, I had a realization as mm -hmm. to why I never got into Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, man. And no way. as I was writing this question, I realized what it was. You had an epiphany. I had an epiphany. It was that giant spider. It was a trigger. <laughs> that. It. I. I could. I don't know. I. I think just something went off in my head, and I was like, I. I. You know, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. And <laughs> strong enough. I. Wow. I just, I, I, I watched them. I continued you know, to watch them, but I think that's why I didn't get into this it. This is giving me an epiphany of sorts. You are Ronald Weasley. You love <laughs> oh, she food. Is. <laughs> you love food, and you are deathly terrified of spiders. Yeah. I've known you for 11 years. Mm -hmm. 11 years. That's we've a been long friends. Time. Yeah. yeah. Besties of sorts. <laughs> and I'm starting to realize why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because you're Ron. Aw. That means yeah. a lot. Healthy attachments. So to connect my question, <laughs> it's what's up with the spiders yeah. in Harry <laughs> Potter? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, the spiders are really important, basically, in Chamber of Secrets, yep. which is the second book. Yep, yep. Um, it's one of the kind of connections that we have when it comes to finding out the magical creature that's in the Chamber of Secrets, which is the basilisk that we talked about. But yep. before the thing that's the, not on the fire, big, the big snake, snake. Got not it. the growlith on fire, today. not the growlith. So spiders, the actual quote is spiders flee before it. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of their intel on what was going to be in there. That would kind of like yeah. set the so, things uh, apart. So basically the spiders get to Hogwarts because of Hagrid. Hagrid is the big dude. He's got a lot of hair. He's very tall. He wears yes. that big coat. He's a nice guy. He also went to Hogwarts. Uh, he got expelled. Because Not as fault. Anyways. Because of Voldy. You yeah. know, bad dude. Remember that? Uh, so anyways, yeah. uh, but I think it was in Hagrid's third year. Don't quote me. I think it, it is. is. Yes. I think it is. I'm pretty, I'm 89% sure. Uh, he, he has an acromantula. 
Which it's, is a giant spider. Which is a giant spider. It's yeah. really tiny. He's kept it in a box. He's got it in the castle. And the spider's freaking out because it knows that the basilisk is in there. He's like, whoa, mortal enemies. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> So uh, he's like, Hagrid, you got to get me out of here. But anyways, when Hagrid gets expelled, he's like, hey, little buddy, uh, I can't keep you in the castle anymore because I got expelled. So uh, here, go into the Forbidden Forest, which is really, as I'm going to say this as a zoologist, it's, it's really not cool. That's called an invasive species. It's taking up resources <laughs> yep. and it's ruining yep. native species. It's a, it's, it was a bad thing to do. It's irresponsible. Yep. He could have just gone to like a pet amnesty day, turned it in. They would have gotten it the proper care it needed. But I'm done with that rant now. So he let it out into the forest, not knowing what was in there. It was a nice ecosystem. If he could make a nice home for himself, if he could eat and feed him. Who but knows? It's, it's anyway. Hagrid was raising this thing. Could it even feed itself? We don't know. But that's not the point of this podcast. Jenny. I'm sorry. Animals are important. So, anyways, uh, he releases it into what is called the Forbidden Forest. I'm saying this because they go into this forest all the time. So it's, not really it's, it's not really it's that not forbidden. It's not really that forbidden. forbidden. He's actually in the first book sent to do a detention there, but whatever. It's fine. So, anyways, he releases it into this forest. It finds, I guess, a nice lady friend uh, that was also maybe released by an irresponsible pet owner. <laughs> or maybe it was a regular spider. Uh, I don't know, imagine? dude, but they get it on and they make babies. <laughs> However, it is that the acromantulas do it. Uh, I know that's disgusting for you to think about because you're terrified of them. But they end up having like thousands upon thousands of little baby spiders. It's gross. Yeah, it's really bad. I don't know how you've seen that second movie. Yeah. But not the but fourth one. I don't remember it. Oh, <laughs> uh, for it good reason. Blocked. Yeah. I remember it was in the second movie, and I only saw the second movie once. Yeah, it was and probably I'm a traumatic experience sure that's for you. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyways, they live in the forest, and. Uh, that's, I guess my whole point is that yeah. they just live there now. <laughs> so um, I, I want to tell this lovely story of the first time uh, me and Alexis went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter together. Oh, God, amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> it was great. So I had already written um, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey before. So if you don't know, there is a part of that ride where you're surrounded by spiders and the spiders kind of um, spit in your face. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> they spit into my eye. To yes. say it gently. Just say it. Um, so I already knew, but like, I really wanted Alexis to ride the ride because it was a super cool ride. Like besides oh, the whole spider part, um, I'm nervous. What's going to happen? I, I just remember like, I had to like coax Alexis in the whole ride. Like everything's going to be okay. I know exactly when it's coming. I'm going to tell you to close your eyes. And she sits right next to me. And then we're like awkwardly holding hands. Cause like the bar comes out too, too far up. So I'm like trying to hold her hand and support her. That is amazing. The part is coming up and I'm like, okay, Alexis, close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. And then I I forgot to mention that they spit in her face. You forgot to mention that part? Yeah, I was going to say that she was a good friend until right then. <laughs> no, she didn't tell me. So I had my eyes closed, which was fine because I didn't see them. <laughs> but then I felt this wetness on my face and oh, I started having a panic attack because I knew it was the spiders. I couldn't see them, but I knew they were spitting at me. And the fact that a spider... <laughs> liquid was on me sent me into panic mode and i was trying to like jump from the ride so if you see the picture because it takes a picture <laughs> during that moment moment i'm like hurled over on my chair like almost in elizabeth's lap with my <laughs> like my hands are like buried in my eyes <laughs> i was having a panic attack but every time i've ever in that ride i want to say three times and every time i've gone on it i have had to go on with elizabeth wow 
That's crazy. That's so in the end, I'm a good friend because I support her through her fears. In the end. In the end. I want to know how you made it past the restraints that are there for your safety to be so close to Elizabeth that you could have been in her lap. Her body basically like bent over them like she was still in her seat, but she somehow had all of her limbs being able to reach towards me. It's a great photo. We didn't oh, buy it because no. it was expensive. Oh, man. Oh, should have, though. Should have, though. <laughs> Laugh at my amazing. misery. <laughs> All right, guys. Moving on. My next question is about Quidditch. And I just wanted to know, how do you play? The I, I basically know, and this is all I know, that if you <laughs> catch the golden snitch yes okay. wow good good you win yeah uh, am i right yeah no you're not i'm not right i don't know anything about quidditch explain gonna, it to me i'm just gonna say it real quick you just end the game but you may not necessarily win yeah Unless yeah it depends on your points all right so i love explaining this just because it's one of my favorite parts and i feel like JK, i just heard it by the way yeah i think on the J- audiobook. i think jk rowling does a really good job explaining it well i will also say that 11 year old jenny uh, was very much into Oliver Wood. Oh, yeah. So I uh, I like this part, too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Oliver Wood was hot stuff. When we were oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bay City. Uh, we already one? have a Bay City. No, can, Sirius uh, is Bay Town. It can be Bay County. Bay, Bay County. Bay Metropolis. Bay Metropolis. <laughs> I think that's that serious. Hot. That's serious, bro. That's definitely serious. That's Ron. It's a, we're not going to go back to the base. <laughs> okay. So, Quidditch, how do you play? So, there are seven people on the team. What? And there are three balls. So, the best way to explain it is by going through the balls and what the seven people do with the balls. (laughs) Wow, you need to do all of that again. No, everyone get your minds out of the gutter. We can continue. There's uh, there are seven people and some balls. (laughs) I like where this is going. Okay. Tell me more. So... Uh, there is the quaffle. So the quaffle is like a big red ball. And so there are three players called chasers. They're basically like the soccer players. Their goal is to toss the quaffle back and forth and then shoot it through one of the three hoops at the end of the Quidditch field. With the hands. Hands. With their hands. Like they don't do it with their feet like soccer. So it's kind of like basketball, soccer. Football. Or football for basically everyone else in the world. Thank you. Yeah. We're really inclusive here on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. We so, won't assume if you play soccer or football. <laughs> so they have a goalie who is called the keeper. And so the keeper is like the goalie. He flies around on his broom and tries to prevent the quaffle from making it into the goalpost. Each time you make a goal, it's 10 points. Now, there's another ball called the bludger. The bludger, it, there's two of them, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's two bludgers. They are enchanted to basically unseat all the players from their brooms. Savages. They're crazy. They're, they're literally they're the crazy. craziest They're, they're literally the there to attack you. They've broken bones, yeah. broken yeah. faces. Yeah. yeah. Knocked people off to the point where they, they pass out on the floor. I yeah, will because- say the sound effects in the movies that the bludgers make, perfect. They're great. They're like little gremlins. like. <laughs> so there are two players that protect all the other players from the bludgers, and they are called the beaters. They literally beat 
the bludgers. They have bats. they have little Beaters. bats. So look, we have basketball, we have football, <laughs> soccer, football, <laughs> and now we have baseball, also known as baseball, <laughs> baseball. <laughs> So they uh, beat the bludgers away from their players and aim it at other players. This is... So which is I'm sorry, but this is reminding me... I don't know if anybody watches The Office. Yes. But you know how you, you have like bears, beats, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> we have bludgers, bats, beaters. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy to remember. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> I'm a sports enthusiast. <laughs> All right. So we have um, six of the players accounted for. So the last ball is the golden snitch the golden snitch is a really really tiny gold ball that has wings and it just flies freely (laughs) around the whole quidditch pitch the player that is in charge of catching the snitch is called the seeker that is harry potter and for gryffindor and basically the seeker's only job is to stay out of the way and keep their eyes absolutely peeled for the golden snitch when you catch the golden snitch the game is over automatically automatically and you score 150 points now so usually that means you win because it's 150 points but there have been occasions where like the other team is so ahead that 150 points makes no difference and they lose yeah i think that's what happens in book four in the quidditch world cup if i'm not mistaken maybe isn't it ireland catches the snitch but bulgaria wins because they were ahead or I am I making remember. it up? Do, I really do not remember. Did I ever read the book? Have I seen the movies? <laughs> Have any of Who us Harry Potter? I cannot remember. Who knows? I am the least sports person. Yeah, like, you are. The one note that I do have is that they have Quidditch World Cups. Kind of have like, we have World FIFA Cup. Yeah. But uh, that's okay, all okay, I know. Okay, the FIFA World Cup. That is, and that, again, <laughs> I am the least sports person it was, it on was, this podcast. It was but I know. They have, like, it's the reason why I say that is because Quidditch is so important to the wizarding community. Like, it's so important across the wizarding world. So this is, like, It is, like, the the equivalent of soccer, football across the world. Soccer, Soccer, football. (laughs) I have to say both. Soccer and football, those are, like, like, this is the sport that the majority mm-hmm. of the world plays. Yeah. Same thing in the wizarding world. I mean, world. it makes sense, right? They only soccer, play Quidditch. Soccer football. Is yeah. Huge. Soccer football. It's huge in Europe. So. Exactly. So it's that caliber. I mean, I personally, I would love to play Quidditch. Me too. watch it, be a part of it in they some way. They do it in some universities. They, the Muggle yes, version They did of it at the, at the university that I attended, mm-hmm. uh, but I never went. That's oh, my story. The end. I actually, um, <laughs> I actually had a friend of mine who was one of the captains of oh. the Quidditch team at the University of Florida. Yes, I had an intern who came to work with us, and he was actually a captain of a team somewhere else. That's crazy. And they literally put brooms between their legs and run around. Yep. I was, I was gonna ask you that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, how do these people play? Uh... See, I think I would just be sad because <laughs> the broom would be there. Uh, but it I would not in be way. in the air. So, yeah. you know, I feel it like it'd just be like a so close, but not, you know, not there. Yeah. Right. But yeah. that's, that's exciting that they like included uh, a Quidditch in, yeah. in actual life. Yeah. Even if you can't fly. <laughs> even if you can't fly. Follow right. your dreams, kids. Are wizards and witches in the Harry Potter universe <laughs> innately <laughs> magical? Or is it learned? And I think you guys kind of answered that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't entirely sure. Well, we're going to be thorough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be thorough for you. Uh, it's innate. 
Yep, you're born a witch or a wizard. You mm-hmm. can be from a muggle family. You can be from a pure blood family, mm-hmm. uh, which means that, well, it's, it's pure blooded. Uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been a wizard. Uh, and then you've got like half blood where it's like somebody was maybe muggle born. Another person was pure blood. They came together, had a baby. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that was. That was yeah. It. You cannot attain it. You can't learn it. You know, because if not, I'd be out here doing spells. Yeah. Uh, but sadly, I was not born with the magic. It's also possible for like, let's say you are in a magical family and you have a magical dad and your magical mom. But they it's possible that they don't have a magical son or daughter or whatever their gender is because we're not okay. assuming genders because it's 2019 yeah so we are a progressive podcast there's a there's a dirty word for it squibs <laughs> which i honestly did not know that it was a dirty word until yeah, after the books were published yeah because in the books they're just throwing this yeah. word around left and right they're like hey squib yeah and it just it seemed like a very normal thing and then it came out that it was like dirty yeah and i was oh, like that sounds oh so cute squibs squid yeah. it reminds me of like but a baby not. Groot. squib Aww. um and in a way, too, people can be born with magic, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like you're skilled, skillful for it, whatever. Like there's instances and it'll tie in, especially when we talk about Fantastic Beasts. There's obscurals and what obscurals are is oh, when yeah. that's complicated. It's very it's complicated. But what it I'm going to simplify it for you. Basically, <laughs> um, when a magical child, if they are psychologically or physically abused to the point that they're repressing their magic, um, they create what's called an obscurious. Um, obscurious, I don't know. Again, pronunciations, I suck at them. But it, what basically it is, it's kind of like this force, this really dark, nasty force um, that comes out and um, it's just really violent and destructive and they can't really control it. Um, so it's not they're born with it yes but it's not necessarily something that you know i'm magical and i can just do whatever there's still you still one need to take care of your child and then two they need to study it so they still need some sort of studies in there is what i'm trying to say essentially to answer your question uh maybe they're born with it maybe it's maybelline exactly (laughs) maybe they're just born with it you're so very welcome we are not plagiarizing maybelline no (laughs) maybelline did not sponsor this podcast plagiarizing (laughs) copyright Uh, yes we can say it no copyright infringement intended (laughs) not 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 the slogan they did not sponsor us. We can say that's a public. They put it out there for the public. We all know it. It's a cute little theme song. You're welcome, Maybelline. That was free. <laughs> they didn't pay us for that. It was almost as cute as a squib. <laughs> <laughs> you are so oh, pure. You are the you. most Hufflepuff person I've ever met. Literally. Aw, thank you. <laughs> okay. I really love this question. I'm so excited oh, really? for it. Yes. Oh, I, I think when I was writing it, it sounded kind of dumb. No. 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 Again, this is Potter for Dummies. This is a safe space. All right. What does that triangle circle stick symbol mean? (laughs) I love it. I assume you guys know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. That was a terrible description. It was a great description. I knew exactly what you were talking about. The Deathly Hallows. Whoa, man. I was going to say, you ruined the surprise. (laughs) There was going to be a huge unveiling. I had a whole party planned. This is, it's been out for like how long? Not for Alexis. Okay. <laughs> I saw that. Sorry, that you're so two. sensitive. Oh yeah, you saw it, so you should know what we're talking about. Well, I guess do they cover it in part one? Part two. Part two is when they cover it. Okay, so here's where I'm gonna get really angry at you. So Alexis <laughs> is a graphic designer by trade. Is that appropriate? Yeah. I animator. 
Okay, an anime. More what? So. In, I don't even know <laughs> what the terms are, but in the movie, there's a beautiful scene where they take you through the story of the Deathly Hallows and they explain how they were made and how they came about. It's a beautiful animation. Look it up on YouTube. In my opinion, okay. it's it's the best thing I've ever seen. It's quite great. And I think that you should watch really it because uh, I think you would appreciate the art. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyways, uh, so I'm going to cover it uh, symbol by symbol. So the triangle. This is a triangle. My hands are forming it for those who cannot see. Uh, <laughs> which is everyone. <laughs> which is everyone who is listening to the podcast. <laughs> Except for the people in this room. So, the triangle is the invisibility cloak, which uh, actually Harry owns. He uses it in the books. It's quite handy. Uh, but uh, it covers you. And uh, you are invisible. That's it. So, then we have the circle. That is the resurrection stone. Brings people back from the dead, but it doesn't do a super good job. It's uh, it's like, you know, they they know that they're not meant to be with the living, but it's kind of like a little uh, astral projection, should we say. And, uh, yeah, that happens. And then there's a stick. That's an elder one. It's the most powerful wand in the world. Yeah, they also call it the death stick, the wand of destiny. Yeah. Uh, but I prefer elder wand. The Deathly Hallows. made from an elder tree. Yeah. Yeah. The Deathly Hallows, for a long time, people thought were, like, it was, like, a legend. It was a myth. Yeah. So it was, like, spoken of, but never, like, really believed. In the books, there's a nut job called Xenophilius Lovegood. Mm -hmm. Love him. Uh, But he introduces this story and he is a true believer and so people wear this mark to say hey i believe in that too Mm -hmm. let's look for these things together it's like an adventure Mm -hmm. like let's go find them yeah but if you own all three of them at the same time you become the master of death yes Uh, but the story goes that three brothers came across uh this this came uh, across a bridge no Mm -hmm. they made the river it's like a river and you got to get across it uh usually people die in it but these brothers were learned in the the magical brothers beveril keeping you out of the corrections tab you're welcome (laughs) so uh anyways they make a bridge and they cross it and death's like hey bro people usually die here what's wrong with you but instead of just being angry and violent he's like i'm gonna trick these people and he fashions the invisibility cloak out of his own cloak the cloak of death and uh, he makes the wand out of an elder tree nearby and he picks a pebble from the river, makes the resurrection stone. And so each, you know, brother has his own story. And that's I'm not going to get into it because it would be a really long explanation. Yeah, But the, the reason how Harry Potter ends up with the invisibility cloak is because he's a descendant of one of those brothers. Ignotus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So that- from father to son. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's always been known as like a children's story um jk rowling published the children's stories they're called the tales of beetle and the bard and the tales of beetle the bard beetle the bard oh really i've been seeing it wrong yeah. this whole time hermione granger who <gasps> i am ashamed of myself ravenclaw slang today <laughs> well it's like a common it's a common mistake so it's fine i know is but it, i'm ashamed is elizabeth a common person <laughs> No, but, you know, you got to give her some credit. It's also how light in the day. How light or late? Late. Oh. <laughs> you said light. I'm like, it's dark outside, Marianne. <laughs> or is it? Mm. Bum, bum, bum. So, yeah. Uh, another important thing I wanted to tell you is Harry is super cool. And at the end of book seven, he takes a wand and he breaks it. Yeah. Uh, because the wand has like a really nasty kind of history. Yeah. Uh, where people think that they have to kill the person who has it in order to gain the yeah. wand's um, power. Power. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And because uh, wands, wands are magical. They do some crazy mm-hmm. stuff. 
And so uh, you can follow it through history with all these great wizards. And then, you know, like this person kills that one and takes the one, whatever. And then it disappears for a little bit, reappears, whatever. And Harry's like, I'm sick of you people. <laughs> Just breaks it and throws yeah. it into that's actually, the rubble. That's really important information, too, for Fantastic Beasts. You're welcome. So keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. Keep yes. it in your noggin. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> not at all what I had been thinking. <laughs> But that clears up a lot. Wait, about what the were symbol. what yeah, were what you were thinking? thinking? Nothing really. Okay, okay. just it, you gave me information. Now I have a I question none. for you. Yes. Did you ever think that it looked like an eye? No. Because in the book they keep saying, "Oh, it looks like an eye. It's this eye sort of thing." And then when we see it, when it came out, I was like, "What eyes are you guys looking at?" No, I just saw a triangle, circle, and stick. You know what it kind of does look like? What? A series of unfortunate events. The eye <gasps> from that, that oh, tattoo. Yeah. Air five. Air five. <laughs> Air five. Wow, we are all over every fandom every today. Every fandom. We're just everywhere. Oh, we're quad fandom today. We're like multi-fandom. Yes. Yeah. Welcome, multi-fandom. everybody. <laughs> we include all. We include all. <laughs> yeah, I think that covers a... Uh, yeah. I think it covers a Deathly Hallows there for yeah, you. Yeah, I learned yeah. a lot. Thank you. You're so very welcome. My next question has to do with a conversation that uh, was talked about in one of your previous episodes. Oh, I probably don't remember it. So, <laughs> what are the rules of magic in the Harry Potter universe? That's like a really big question, bro. Yeah, it could be taken two ways. So, oh. it can because we kind of like in the human world, we have the law of gravity. So, that's like a magic. Oh. That's a magical rule. But then we also have like the actual law, like government stated, instated rules so it could be taken into different directions which I mean, one which one were you asking about yeah like the way magic works or like the laws of the government oh dude yeah. i only we prepared could, for one we, i prepared for both just in case oh we can answer God. both if well, necessary well i didn't so know i wasn't gonna ask about the government oh you were asking about theory I was asking about oh, magic, like what you can and can't do. Okay. I was totally misinterpreting question. this. We could we could talk about both. We're I mean, gonna have to. I'm sure people under like out our listeners might have the opposite questions, so it can yeah. happen. You know what I like? We are an inclusive and progressive podcast. Absolutely. Welcome We're to 2019, ahead. kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> so which one do you want us to answer first? Like magic theory or magical law, government wise? Magic uh, theory was your first question. Theory, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Take it away, Marianne. So, I mean, <laughs> magic theory itself, we've got, like, we've already talked about it, the Gamsov Elemental Transfiguration. So it, that's the one. Just, we're going to keep it there because there's technically five parts with it, but that's the one that talks about how you can't just create food. Like, food has to already exist somewhere, and you you have to know where it is. So, obviously, that's already one magic theory law that is out there. Um you know, besides that, <laughs> I, I, I can't really, like, describe anything else off the top of my head. That's, like, the main they, one. They randomly, like, Hermione will randomly be like, oh, so we're learning the theory. And then sometimes they just, they won't touch it again. They'll just be like, yeah. okay, we learned theory So today. the only theory is that. At least that's out there. It's not the only oh. theory. It's the only theory that your podcast hosts are prepared to talk about. That. I, was, I was starting to be, like, feel a little hurt that it was just, hey, you can't create food. No, there's, no. No. there's, there's more. There's, there's five more. different parts yeah. of okay. that specific law. Yeah. Um, just that's the biggest one, which is, like, you can't create food. Yeah. Um, 
But besides those five, I mean, anything goes. There's another profession out there in the magical world where it's like a spell inventor. So there's a spell inventor and then you can also register spells. So really, besides that law, anything goes in the magical world. Now, this is news to Jenny. It was news to me. Uh, But even in the sixth book, I guess we kind of get um, an example where uh, Harry is reading a textbook and the textbook is telling him how to make a potion a very specific way. And somebody has gone into that textbook and like erased things or scratched them out and rewritten them. So instead of cutting a bean, you're crushing it with a knife or whatever. And that changes the um, outcome. The success. The outcome. outcome. Yeah, the success of his potion. So, I mean, that's kind of theoretical, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So it's out there. I'm sure either one, we weren't prepared to answer that question in depth. Clearly. Um, in depth. Or two. Not the, in depth. In depth. we are very much alive today. I said in depth. In depth. Listen, I started speaking at four years old. Depth. Give me a break. I had a speech therapist <laughs> until like the age of six. I'm learning Anyways, all kinds of stuff I had today. no idea. Yes, I did. That's a whole other story. Look Thank at you, you now. So You're on much. a podcast. I know. I'm like a whole theater teacher and everything. Isn't it crazy? Air I high. like acted professionally and stuff. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Whatever my speech pathologist's name was. <laughs> Credits to you. Anyways. Um, so it's either one, we weren't prepared for it, but also two, it might just not be out there. You know, like we don't have all the accesses to what the textbooks were. But we wouldn't know because we weren't prepared. Yeah. So, there but, goes that's, that. but that's the basic one. That's the, the most, the most popular one, I guess. Um, now, because there's kind of like a free for all when it comes to magic, the actual government itself has a lot of rules when it a comes lot. to how you use the magic. Like, for instance, there's one rule where it's like non-humans can't have a wand. Like, there's non-humans that can have, like, that have magic. Like goblins. Yeah, goblins. goblins, magic. House elves. But they can't actually use a wand. They can't have a wand. Causes a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like, almost like a class war. Um, You know, it's lots of issues. Yeah. That in itself is a huge movement. It's a a whole, like, prejudice thing. We'll probably we go into it, it in another yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's yeah. there's also the unforgivable curses. I am not sure. I think they're they might be a little bit lenient on this just because we've seen it in the books, like happen in the books. But there's three unforgivable curses. It just bothers me. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. But it's like you know sometimes yes they are lenient about it, but they're called the unforgivable curses. Yeah. No, I agree. I have a problem with the it too. The magical but world is just all willy nilly doing whatever they want. Yeah. Anyways, the three unforgivable, um, oh my God, can I speak? The three unforgivable <laughs> curses are the Imperious Curse, the Cruciatus Curse, and then the Killing Curse. The Killing Curse, you know, obviously we've talked about it earlier. That's the one that Voldemort tried to use on Harry. Yes. <laughs> I'm a little head bob right there for those of you who didn't understand what was happening. Um, but those specific three curses are kind of like a one-way ticket to Azkaban, which is like yeah. the jail for oh God, British Ministry thing. of Magic. Yeah. Yes. Um, but obviously we've seen in the books where it's like Umbridge, for example, ha- like wanted to use the Cruciatus curse. And I think did in some cases, but she clearly didn't go to Azkaban. So we'll get there. It uh, happens. Just so you know, the Cruciatus curse uh, causes yeah. lots of pain. Just nonstop pain. It's torture. torture. It's torture. Uh, and the Imperious curse gives you the ability to control whoever you have used it upon. Yeah. So, control their mind, control their body. So, yeah, so I could be like, Alexis, look at me. You'll be like, yeah, Jenny. I'll be like, Imperio. And then uh, I'll be like, Alexis, sit down and eat six gallons of mac and cheese. You'll do it. 
<laughs> she would do, do it on a regular day. Curse. You would, but I'm just letting you know. But she yeah. would forcibly make you I do it. I would forcibly make you eat yeah. the mac and like cheese. Like basically, you can tell someone to jump off a bridge and they'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, and there's more like that. Like there's, what? There's more laws like that. Oh, 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 yes, I see. But uh, so I'm gonna tell you about the one that I thought of because that's what I thought you meant. Uh, <laughs> so if you've watched the movies, which you've watched some of them, when they're at home. And, uh, you know, like sometimes he's in his during summer break during yeah. summer break. Yeah. Which is when they're at home because otherwise they're at Hogwarts. But he's in his bedroom and he's, you know, like under the covers reading by one light against the law. Yeah. So uh, they cannot use magic outside of school until they are of age, which in the wizarding world is 17 years old. That'd mm-hmm. be extra. They had to make it 17 instead of 18. But whatever. So, yeah, that uh, that's a thing. It's called the decree for the rest. <sighs> It's called the Decree for the Reasonable Restriction of Underage Sorcery. Yes. Uh, which ties into the Statute of Secrecy. You know, just lots of government stuff. It's kind of like a bill and it just has like Hashtag all these, yeah. political themes. Political themes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. So uh, uh, did he get caught? You remember mm. in, in book two? No. They send that. I'm sorry. In movie two. They send <laughs> them that flying letter. It's like, Harry, you use magic. She doesn't remember because that was the movie about spiders. Oh, that's that how is you very blocked true. it out. So uh, yeah. Harry gets in trouble for a house elf using magic in his home because they they know they said they have a magical trace that they have a magical trace, uh, which clearly needs to be better defined. But we'll get into that. Okay. Uh, but they're like, Harry, you used a charm. No, no. And they're like, you're gonna get in trouble. But then you know he's using his wand to read his book at night. And no one's caring. Yeah. So, you know, the movies just do it all willy-nilly. Yeah. Sometimes but then he blows up his aunt. Yeah. yeah. And then they care. And then they care, yeah. yeah. And then they're yeah. like, you're all totally... All in the same movie. Yeah, you're going to get expelled. Okay. You're you're making a face. He didn't actually blow her up. He blew her up like a puffer fish. Like a balloon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is so still rude. So she was rude, like floating and which stuff. Is, it's still rude, but it's not like Voldemort blowing everybody up with and a pipe bomb. Oh, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I thought he blew her up. No, no. Know. Just like a balloon. And you know what? I'm going to say it. She deserved it. She did. She Aunt really March. did. Like a puffer fish? That's that's pretty funny. It's it is very funny. funny. Yeah. She, she blew up to the point where like she actually like floated away and yeah. they had to like catch her. Yeah. The yeah. ministry officials had to go after her obliviate her memory and stuff they had to puncture her yeah uh yeah literally poke holes in her so she could deflate deflate yeah <laughs> she was uh she was rude though and she deserved it I'm yeah gonna say she that. was really you know, really I'm mean i'm a pretty nice chill person it's really hard to get me that upset with you uh but she did it yeah rude yeah. rude person and that was it was actually accidental harry did not on purposely blow her up so sometimes when you are an underage wizard, you don't have control over your magic. Yeah. And so you can make things happen without meaning to. And that was one of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would have done it on purpose. I'd have been like, you know what? I don't need an education. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. But we I think there's so many laws out there when it comes to magic. And then they're also they're differed between where you actually live as well. Yeah. So the Ministry of Magic, which is the British um, government system, is very different from Makuza, which is the USA uh, version of the Ministry of Magic. Can I just say I hate that name? Yeah. Why? It's, it's a lot. I don't know that it's Makuza, no magic. I don't know. I felt like Joe kind of very like made us sound dumb. <laughs> well, I will well, say that I don't like any of the American Wizarding World stuff. I don't like Ilvermoni. I don't like the houses names not necessarily the houses i i just don't like any of it 
But that's just me. It's hard when you grow up with Hogwarts and then it's the second thing and it's like you're tr- you're forced to love it, but it's like yeah. the OG, man. I Hogwarts is the OG. Yeah. Well, what if... Question. Mm-hmm. What if you get accepted to Ilvermorny? Yes. And then all of a sudden, like maybe your dad has a traveling job. You guys got to move to the UK. Then what? Do you just go to Hogwarts? Can yes. you transfer? You do. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It it's all depends on your location. I don't know how it works if you start at a school and then you move over. Yeah, that's I what think, I'm asking. That was th- literally my question. It depends on where your location is as at the current state when you are 11 years old. Huh. Or whenever the acceptance rate, I guess, is. Which I'm uh, assuming it's always 11. I guess I'll have to talk to JK again. Yeah, we'll that's something answer. that she would have to confirm. <laughs> but <laughs> Check yeah. out our next uh, podcast. I'm sure she'll be on here explaining it. Oh, of course. In person. In our dreams. <laughs> I feel like uh, if uh, J.K. Rowling ever listened to this podcast, I was listening, I was thinking about this in the shower the other day. Like, if she listened to our podcast, I feel like she would be upset. Like, why is Jenny judging me so much? Oh my I killed serious for a reason. You know, like, I feel like. Yeah. I love know. us. We just love you, J.K. I don't know. I feel like she's so, like, nonchalant. <laughs> That's that, true. Yeah. She doesn't really care. It could go many ways. Maybe she would be like, why did I? Maybe she would retract it. That I don't know. That I don't <laughs> well, know. She kind of did it with Ron and Hermione. I was about to say mm, that. That's true. Yeah, Alexis. You, you, you heard ship? our you heard our, our rant in those episodes. Who do you ship, Ron and Hermione, or Hermione and Harry? Um, I don't really have a lot of basis to go on. We but still need your answer. Since I, yeah, yeah, I prefer Ron, so okay, I would good. say Ron and Hermione. Good we job. totally, we totally Ooh. peer pressured you on that, but still, you made the I right felt decision. The daggers. <laughs> uh, like, I would say we've been a friend for eleven years, but had you chosen Harry and Hermione, that's where it would have ended. End of friendship. End of episode. It would have been a right very clear, there. and I would have wished you well. You know, <laughs> I would hope the greatest for you, but. uh that would have been the end. <laughs> Jenny's all talk. <laughs> she would have still been my friend. Uh, yeah. You'd have to give yeah, me a free pass sure. there. Yeah, I would uh, I would still love you. Thank you. But yeah. <laughs> Thank you. There's a lot of laws. There are a lot of fun. You know when you tell Look people that you love them and they're like, thanks. <laughs> they don't say I love you back. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> oh, I love you too, Jenny. Oh, man, I'm crying. This is so emotional. I love you all. Raw oh, emotions. We promised we wouldn't cry today. <laughs> yeah, I'll never cry again on this podcast. <laughs> just wait until we get to the serious black episode. Oh, I'm not even going to be here for that. I'll just send you guys my notes and I just won't be here. It'll be a whole two hours of just me speaking. You guys won't even have a chance. <laughs> That's you. Those are the two extremes. Moving on. We've talked a lot about love in the last two minutes or so. So we're gonna a flip it. A flip it. My next question is who is the professor that everyone hates and why does everyone hate her? Don't let Elizabeth <laughs> don't do not let her ele- talk. Do not ele- professor Elizabeth Professor Dolores Umbridge. The full name. She's actually the worst. She is worse than Voldemort. She's actually. Yeah. No, actually. Yes. Yeah. But I never thought Voldemort was bad. Oh, my Lord. Okay, we, so we did tell you today. 
not like bad like i knew he was a bad guy but you know when you like a villain or it's like oh yes. that's a cool villain yeah i like loki he's a villain spoiler right. alert yeah, okay but i feel like this lady is a villain that everybody hates oh, oh, because well, ev- yeah, she's because the worst hates her. so actually fun fact jk rowling met a woman in real life and hated her so much that she based this character upon this woman i feel really bad for this woman she must but be also awful. i don't because <laughs> She created a character that everyone so viscerally hates. Like she's have, the worst. I'm getting mad. She's so mean. Why is she the worst? Why is she mean? Tell us, Jenny. I hate her. I can't. So I much. I can't talk about it because then I. I know because I mean, you can just get really worked up. So hashtag political themes. What a, what is like a basis that Alexis can uh, like okay, take away? So she works for the government. And she's one of like those blind fanaticals. Like the government is always right. The Minister of Magic at the time of these books, his name is Cornelius Fudge. Pushover. I personally think that Umbridge was actually super into him. Like I think she was digging it on the side. So anyways, she gets appointed as what is it? There's like an actual high inquisitor. The high inquisitor of Hogwarts. Whatever. Anyways, Cornelius Fudge is super suspicious of Dumbledore. Remember? Most powerful wizard, in my opinion. And he thinks, this guy's coming for my job. Idiot. If he wanted your job, he would have had it by now. But anyways, he (laughs) sends Umbridge to the school to check out the standards of education, which actually needs some work. But anyways. (laughs) It's in a good basis, but but, completely wrongly executed. But really, she's basically just trying to, like, take over and kind of undermine Dumbledore and get him out of there. Uh, but an example, I guess, of how mean she is, is Harry, who is like, hey, everybody, the super dark wizard, he's back. He has like a body again. He's missing a nose. He's coming for you guys. And she's like, actually, no, you're crazy. And she tries to like pit everybody against Harry because the Ministry of Magic doesn't want anybody to know that this dude's back because that would mean bad times. And they're just like, oh, we're going to look over here. There's so many happiness and rainbows and lies. And uh, and so she punishes him because he speaks out in class and says, you're an idiot. This guy's back. You need to help us. And so he has to go do lines for her. But instead of using like a quill and ink, it's like a special quill. And it doesn't need ink because it uses his blood. So as he writes his lines, it's like it's like scarring on his hand because it's using his blood. It literally is cutting his hand open. He has terrible handwriting, too, so it's a really ugly scar. But, yeah, uh, that's an example of how horrible she is. Uh, she's also, like, super racist. Uh, she calls things, like, half-breeds. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, mud she's bloods, horrible. Yeah, like, yeah mudblood. Super bad word. Don't say that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. But she uses it freely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Just an awful person. So she she is terrible. She's yes, yeah, the she's, worst. Like we are, we are going very lightly. Yeah. On her. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, really trying to sum it up quite nicely for you in a quick manner because there's. I mean, we could, we're gonna probably do a whole episode on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. But she's the worst. What house is she in? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I think she was Ravenclaw. If I'm not mistaken. If she's a Ravenclaw, I'm gonna riot. Okay, but Google it right now because I, I fact check for sure. Yeah. I but am, I'm live Googling. Live yeah. Googling, guys. Because Umbridge this is pretty house. important. Yeah. I'm actually really scared. Are you guys ready? No. Do you want to take guesses on what house she was in? You say Ravenclaw, Marianne? I would say Ravenclaw. If not, my second choice is Gryffindor, unfortunately. Oh, wow. What about you? I was gonna say Gryffindor. Oh, wow. What about you? 
straight up Slytherin. And Elizabeth is right. She Damn, was a no way. How did you guys? Hello. There the is most. There's not a witch or wizard who went bad who didn't I mean, come from Slytherin. Yes, but I, I was, I was expecting J.K. to kind of throw it like a twist. Actually, her head of house was Horace Lughorn while she was there. No way. Oh wow. Yup. Damn. That's crazy. I, I mean, mean, it makes sense. She's, it just makes sense. She's just so evil. Yeah. She has to be Slytherin. Okay. No offense to like all the good Slytherins out there. I know you're there yeah. and I know like my your cousin, house. My cousin's a Slytherin. She's like a sister. Yeah. Like my best friend is Slytherin. Like it, the house has a really bad rep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. Slytherin's great. And it's really unfair too. Yeah. But you know, unfortunately y'all have a really bad history. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm stuck on the Dolores Umbridge Pottermore page. I'm learning a lot. She hated both her parents. Well, obviously, I could Maybe totally we see known that. that. <laughs> Before things get too heated in here, because <laughs> I feel it tensing up. My next and final question Ooh. is, I've been watching the Fantastic Beasts movies. Mm. I have to admit, I did fall asleep in theaters. Oh, my God. Uh, both times for both movies. It's okay. I was tired. <laughs> but... Uh, from what I saw, they're really cool, and I <laughs> like them a lot. Mm-hmm. And I also learned that Newt Scamander's a Hufflepuff. So yes. I got so Yay. excited. Yeah, I really like him and his animals. Where is it? Oh, I have a so, fun fact about that. Ooh. My question. How does the Fantastic Beasts franchise tie into Harry Potter? I pretty much only know that Dumbledore... And Johnny Depp had beef. <laughs> Johnny Depp. That's the best way to put it. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, you're really you're you're I'm dead. You're spot on. You're spot on. You're spot she on. She touched her nose. Marianne touched her nose. Yes. Said, you're spot on. You're spot on, darling. Can I, uh, can I start? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So Newt's commander. Do you know who that is? Yes, that is my BFF. Okay. Aww. So him, guy with cool coat. I want that coat. He uh, actually writes a book that is introduced in Harry Potter and the Philosopher or Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, He writes Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Mm -hmm. This is a textbook that Harry has to purchase for his first year. But question for everybody, what class does he ever use it in? (laughs) They they theorize that it's defense against defense against the dark arts. I don't know how it would be, but that's like the theory online. Okay, well, I don't like it. Yeah, so I thought it was more like a care of magical creatures one. Yeah, but they yeah, don't do they care don't of do magical that. creatures until, until they're yeah. here. So. So. so anyways, uh, Scamander is the protagonist of the Fantastic Beast French fries. French eyes. <laughs> French fries are good, too. French eyes. So he writes a textbook called Fantastic Beasts, Where to Find Them. Uh, and back in the day, there was another dark wizard, Johnny mm-hmm. Depp. His name in the movies <laughs> is not Johnny Depp. It's Gellert <laughs> Grindelwald. And he's trying to do bad stuff, just like Voldy. He's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm tired of the statute of secrecy. I want to be out in the open. I want to rule these people. We're better than mm-hmm. them. Uh, also, he's got the feels, maybe, for Dumbledore. Dumbledore definitely has the feels for Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know how we can express our love for each other to take over the world together. And so they start to kind of try and make a platform to get people to listen to them becomes like a thing for the greater good that's Dumbledore's words you know shady past and uh then there's a big thing that happens that I don't want to tell you because I think it's going to happen in the movies and I don't want to spoil it yeah uh but basically Dumbledore and Grindelwald go their separate ways 
And uh, we're going to learn more about what happens in those movies. That's part of the franchise. So I think it's confusing because it's called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. But it's really focusing on what's going on with Grindelwald and Dumbledore. But I think the Mm -hmm. beasts are going to play an important role eventually. Yeah. So So that specific war. So before, around the same time that the World War II happened for us, Mm -hmm. was this global wizarding war is what they called it. Yeah. Um, And that's that whole like pre-Voldy. This was like the OG dark wizard, Gellert Grindelwald. He did a much better job of being bad. Voldemort's kind of like a soft dude compared to this one, in my opinion. And those wizarding wars, there was two wars with Voldemort in the center of them. And there were more like civil wars, if you want to call it, because they were specifically just towards the the British Ministry of Magic. Yeah. But this global wizarding war, it was like the world war of the wizarding world yeah so you can, everyone was pulled into everyone it. was pulled into this it's like a really big thing um and she's already talked about it a little bit but dumbledore is kind of like the center of this plot line in a sense yeah um and we kind of see that especially in the you saw you said you saw the second movie right yes yeah in the second second movie we literally quite see it with jude law beautiful um oh my gosh his, me and marianne have a huge thing for jude huge law. thing for jude law yeah it's but, really softening me to the idea of dumbledore yes um he is the one who's portraying like the, the younger version of albus dumbledore and that's mm-hmm. when we can kind of get to see it um but <laughs> even though even though a lot of the plot line <laughs> finger mm-mm, licking mm-mm. gun <laughs> finger licking gun. jude law wow i'm dead but really though he's beautiful specimen anyways anyways move um, on so even though there's a lot of um like unknown <laughs> unknown things about Dumbledore's plotline or maybe it's not unknown but it's like not confirmed or something like that uh, we learned specifically in Deathly Hallows if you remember hopefully um, she about her fingers hopefully, her fingers, hopefully <laughs> that is exactly what Jenny was talking about that Dumbledore and Grindelwald had like this sort of connection yeah. um, and then this is it ties in specifically with Deathly, Deathly Hallows um, how Albus Dumbledore came across the Elder Wand. Do you remember the Elder Wand that we talked about? That's the stick. The yes. stick and the the stick and the triangle circle stick thing. Correct. Yes. So Dumbledore has the Elder Wand because Gellert Grindelwald was the first one to have the Elder Wand. Took the Elder in Wand. our storyline. In our storyline. In our storyline. Yes. It again hasn't been necessarily confirmed. The movies will more than likely confirm it um, later on in the five five movie series, whatever. Um, but that's how we know it and that kind of how, how it ties into Harry Potter's universe because yeah. that's how we're introduced to the Deathly Hallows how Elder Wand yeah. plays into Harry Potter's world. This plot line is dope. It's the honestly it's the best thing. It's a Harry Potter I'm, fan's dream. I'm loving it and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it has to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's going to be good. Yeah, it really is like the Harry Potter fan dream. Like, I'm so happy Joe's been writing the screenplays for this mm-hmm. because yeah, this was always like our biggest question. Like, what is Dumbledore's past? Like, what made him mm-hmm. be evil and then turn good? Or, yeah. or like, I wouldn't say he was evil, but he uh, he, he was, was an pretty... anti-hero. So he mm-hmm. had good intentions, but they weren't necessarily good. I think he just got lost in love. That too. Yeah. That too. You know, that's what happens. Yeah. So a lot of Dumbledore's past just ties into these movies. Yeah. He's like the like the center plot line, even though he's not the main 
character because it's newt yeah i would also if you're liking it if you're digging the movies and stuff the screenplays uh as elizabeth said jk is writing them mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stuff in the screenplays that gets cut out of the movies yeah, yeah. So if you ever want like little tidbits if there's some stuff that you didn't understand uh usually you can find the answer in the screenplays because there's more information yeah mm-hmm. they're they're published as like separate books was there yeah. anything that you had like a specific question about what happens in the movie that you were i mean confused if you, about if you weren't asleep <laughs> I was asleep for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So you're possibly missing a lot of information. Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> but let me think. I there was a kid in the I want to say the second okay. one. Okay. That was a dementor. Okay. No. I can stop you right there. <laughs> or and I know exactly. Okay, so there's a there's a child, <laughs> there's a child. named Credence. Did he have like a bull haircut? Ezra Miller. He had black Ezra Miller. Yes, Ezra there Miller. Okay, so his <laughs> name is Credence. And in the first movie, remember when we talked about these like dark forces? Obscurials. Um, if it, yes, obscurials. So when a kid has their uh, magic <laughs> repressed, um, they become these obscurials because they aren't able to control their magic anymore because they were psychologically and physically abused. That's what Credence is. So um, that... He becomes a major plot point also in the movies. Um, and he actually might also tie into Dumbledore's plot line as well for like a couple of reasons. I don't know if we should like spoil no. it for her. I think you need to go rewatch the, yeah. the movies. I don't want to spoil it. I think yeah. you watch it. Worst case scenario, we're probably going to have an episode on Fantastic Beasts and we'll talk about it. Um, so if you want to know more in detail. But yeah, it's just he also plays a huge part when it comes to the plot as well. Yeah. But yeah, he is an obscure. We'll watch the movie with you. you. Yeah. Yes, please. Because now I think with all this new information, I would understand it way better. Yeah. Because I was completely I can say all the over fin- the place. The Fantastic Beast series is very much a series dedicated to the Harry Potter like stance. Oh my god, I almost forgot my fun fact. Yeah. What is it? Okay, so Eddie Redman. Redmain? Redmain. Redmain. I'm yes. sorry. Oh, so sorry, Eddie. Uh he plays Newt Scamander. Yes. And Newt Scamander is kind of like a magi zoologist. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. And uh, he actually, so Eddie Redmayne, the actor, actor, he actually went to zoos and shadowed keepers to understand the relationships that they had with their animals and how they cared for them and why they cared so much. And he did it for, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like a whole year. He just went and, and researched. And Such I think bay. it's so great. Because there's certain quotes in the movies where I'm like, uh-huh. stab me in the heart with the feels. Because he really gets it, I guess. I think he did a really great job. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to say that I'm also really sad he didn't come to my zoo so that I could teach him the ways. <laughs> but it's okay. One day. I yeah. love him so much more yes. now. He's, He's great. so cute. What He's a good an, guy. An amazing actor. Yeah. Like, he looks like a really good keeper, too. Mm. Yeah. I would hire that guy. He has eyes <laughs> like a salamander. <laughs> <laughs> is that dirt on your nose just there <laughs> just there <laughs> alexis doesn't know what's going on no not at all she has <laughs> no idea any well, last questions on fantastic beasts or anything or, or anything. anything yeah i mean like at life not even about harry potter jenny you just <laughs> threw one at me huh i Whoa. know i'm really I, putting you in the hot seat i wow <laughs> this gives me a lot to think about i know 
and I can't think of a single thing. <laughs> I guess then we've done a really thorough job. I think so. I think we covered it. You're no longer a Potter dummy. You are now a Potter head. Do you feel more <laughs> yes. knowledgeable? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, there's yeah. a lot of things that you guys just blew my mind with. Yeah. So yeah I, I think you should read the books. I don't know. Audiobooks. Not, not that I don't want to. It's just... It's a lot of time and dedication. I don't have a lot of time to read. Yeah. Audiobooks. Audiobooks are great. I won't listen. (laughs) (laughs) But you listen to us. Now it's just us with like a very nice British accent and actual storyline. Yeah. That's true. Maybe I'll give it a try. We have nice American accents and no storyline. And I think it's great. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Alexis, for being our first guest. Wow. Thank you. Oh, man. I really hope everyone learned something. Yeah, I I hope. I learned things about myself. (laughs) I went on a journey of discovery. A journey of discovery. (laughs) I learned some Potter facts myself. Apparently, I'm not that big of a Potter fan. Oh, you know, I just lightly dabble. I I don't think our knowledge is what defines us as Potter fans. What defines oh us is God. our passion. I want to hug you. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> so that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much, Alexis, for participating Yay. today. Thank, thank you, everybody who sent in questions. We truly adore you. Yeah. And thank you for listening to us. Yeah, yes. thanks. Thanks for keeping us going. If you have any more questions that maybe you want us to answer, hit us up on the social medias. The social media. The social media. Where can you find us? What? Where? On Instagram at the three broom chicks. Oh, and you can also find us at the Twitter <gasps> at the number three broom chicks. <laughs> and you can find us on the Facebook. Go Ooh. like our page. The three broom chicks. Hey. So our next episode, catch us next time where we are talking about our favorite, non-favorite family. <laughs> That's true. The Dursleys. The Dursleys. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Yeah. Talking about people we don't like. It's going to be raging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as always, we are the three, three broom, broom chicks, chicks and, and we